Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors podcast sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hey guys, welcome back to the Babylon Pastors podcast. Um, today we are going to be talking probably specifically, like we said last episode, this is more of a junk drawer uh, episode, but we're going to focus in on uh, church planning and uh, evangelism and kind of how things play out from that. So obviously we've talked about leadership. We've talked about uh, flow of the service, culture of the church a little bit. Uh, we've also talked about, you know, ministries aside from the main worship ministry. So today we're going to talk about, okay, well, let's talk about multiplication of that church because ideally uh, if a church is healthy and growing, it'll probably uh, end up multiplying. I mean, that's the idea. We're growing, we're growing up believers. There's going to be believers within our body are also uh, gifted uh, with evangelism, with uh, preaching, and why keep them when we can send them out to for mm-hmm. the glory of the gospel and for the expansion of the kingdom. So um, that'll be probably the focus on this episode, along with answering maybe uh, the tying everything up for this month's topic as far as answering maybe a, a question and to do with that. So uh, before we start really on it, obviously church planning, um, depending on where you're at, is a kind of a hot topic, obviously replanting, which we'll talk about is sort of a thing doing too. So let's touch on that uh, specifically replanting and then uh, what it looks like maybe for a healthy church to then multiply. So where are you guys at on that? Yeah. So I, you know, I would first uh, premise the whole thing by saying that I'm uh, I've never planted a church. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and uh, so there are things that are involved in that, that I don't have a, a view of. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we're right in the middle of, as we've talked about before, we are right in the middle of a replant kind mm-hmm. of a situation, uh, where we're, we're kind of going through every single little thing from everything that we've talked about, uh, in the podcast so far, mm-hmm. um, are things that we've had to kind of think through uh, theologically and just with our context, uh, culturally here and all that. Right. So, um, we are replanting everything, every piece of Hillside Baptist church is getting replanted, Mm -hmm. um, slow, but sure. And it's, it's going well. So we've, we've, um, the past couple of years, we've essentially completely flip-flopped uh, where we've been in a few areas, one of which being kind of church leadership and what that lo- what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were talking about flow uh, a couple weeks ago, it, it was um, one of the things that I mentioned is that at the beginning of our service, an elder gets up and does call to worship and that stuff. Mm-hmm. That is not because we believe that's the elder's job. That is simply because we've come from a church, um, being a church that is largely pastor, then the elders are some secret uh, society in the back, and (laughs) then you've got, like, so our our elder team has uh, been very intentional about uh, being public, Mm -hmm. showing everyone that we're a team together, we talk through things, we pray for them. Every week when we get together, probably half of our time is spent 
praying for people who've given us emails, cards. We have a text to pray thing. Oh, awesome. So it's a, just an app that gives us a phone number people text in and each of the elders have, has it on their thing. And so as soon as we get it, we literally stop what we're doing and we pray for them. Um, so there, there's some things really intentionally that we're trying to do that is our leadership and how we view leadership is completely flip-flopped. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's a lot of stuff. Our, our youth group missional is becoming a big thing, right? And that's going to play into a lot of the rest of our conversation yeah. um, is in that multiplication kind of thing. And how, how do we, how do we go about that? What does that look like? The couple of different models that are, kind of mainstream so i don't know where you want to go with that but yeah so the idea obviously and this is i mean again like you said this is i was thinking while you were talking this is why i wanted you to be on this podcast is why i wanted this podcast to be with you because um just that forethought of saying hey look i haven't planted a church so my opinions need to be prefaced with that um, just bringing that balance. So thank you because I work in extremes <laughs> and that's not me. So I appreciate that. So uh, that's why, that's why I want you on here. Um, but with that being said, like the idea obviously is that a healthy church will produce other churches. So, I mean, a church, mm-hmm. for example, that brings up that to me, uh, obviously it's a huge mega church, it's a village, uh, village church in Texas led by Matt Chandler. Um, which we talked about in a previous podcast, but um, their idea is that they don't want to make a bigger church. They want to multiply churches. So he deliberately, in case you don't know the story of the village church, they were a, uh, one of the fastest growing mega churches in America. And they yeah. deliberately made uh, the decision that we don't want that title. <laughs> we don't want that title. Um, so they broke off slowly, but surely, like we talked about in the last podcast, making changes that were slow, but steady and uh, purposeful to make sure that their extra campus, like their campuses became their own anonymous autonomous churches. Yep. Um, and uh, to plant those because a healthy church doesn't necessarily grow bigger. It plants more. Um, and knowing that like, that's, that's uh, you don't want to be known as the biggest church. You want to be known as the church that keeps planting because I have all this talent. I want to send that talent out for the glory of the gospel. So um, I think I want to distinguish Obviously, one thing to touch on your point, like the replanting, I think that's something that's overlooked a lot. Um, the church planners and the church planning networks that I've talked to and the people that I know that do it, oftentimes the thought is, well, this church over here is dead and we need a new revitalized church in this city. So we're just going to start one and then we'll just let that church die. Um, and because, you know, what they're doing isn't, you know, obviously they're not growing. So, um, you know, and I don't think that's the right model to take just because you're the new guy in town doesn't mean you're doing it right. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas actually um, another method to do it, I think that's not talked about a lot is sometimes church planters will partner with churches that are struggling, that are dying and yeah. say, Hey, look, um, how about we just kind of join together? In fact, uh, one of our previous youth pastors, Mark, he, uh, that's what happened. They had a church plant and a church reached out to them and said, Hey, we like what you're doing. We totally believe in your vision. We are literally dying over here. We have a few years left, uh, but we have a paid off building. We have the membership that is still here and we want to partner with you guys and join together. And because of that, um, it was a perfect relationship. They were looking for a building. They didn't have one. Um, and that the church has really taken off. Um, and it really saved that church because they kind of fused together. Um, you complete me. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that's kind of how it worked out. But yeah. uh, I think the 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 biblical model. I'm not saying those models don't work. Obviously, it can work. I think the uh, the important thing is that instead of abandoning a dying church, you 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 approach it that way. You say, look, we need to like we talked about in previous episodes, refocus, replant. We don't have to die. Um, and if that's not something within that they can do, at least joining with another church to, to save, to save what you have left there in order to, again, grow and spread the gospel. Now, one of the questions I do have for you here in a minute is like, so, uh, is that a plan in your guys' future? Like, okay, I know that's like really far out. I know we've talked about before, like Mm -hmm. you're going super slow and trying to do these changes because of how delicate they are. Um, but is that kind of in the way in the future vision that says, look, when we get settled, when we get healthy, when we get rooted, our goal here is to, to send out other people to say, Hey, we're going to plant this sister church. They came from us. We discipled them and we want them to do the same thing we did out there too. So churches planting churches. Yeah. So I, in my, in my mind, the churches planting churches is simply a macro version of disciples making disciples. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. the whole picture. It's the same exact thing and the same vision. And if I think um, I won't say exclusively, but it would seem to me that it would be a natural thing. If you're a church that is about um, equipping your people to make disciples right? To make new disciples who will then be trained to make new disciples. I mean, if you're about that kind of multiplication, then church planting is something that's going to come up pretty naturally. Um, even if not from the leadership, right? At some point, there's something that's going to, somebody's going to feel led to whatever, right? Um, so I would say yes. Like we don't have anything written in a notebook anywhere, but that's that's a gauge, yeah. right? Uh, once your church is at a place where you have the, the resources and the uh, things are in line for for that kind of thing, then yeah, that should be a regular thing. Now, I, I will say that we we have done church planting work, right? But it's been alongside some of our missionaries. We do a lot of work in um, Romania, Hungary. Uh, Serbia, which I had yeah, you the just opportunity went to go trip, to, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, in August, and um, that we do a lot of work with them, and it's more than just sending money to missionaries, uh, but it's also not the same thing as us planting a church in the next town over, right? Yeah. It's it's different. Yeah. So I think I think we'll get there. Um, but the first step for us is really um, becoming a church. So. Here's here's kind of the the basic uh, where we're at, uh, at us per- personally as a church. Um, we've had, like I've said in previous episodes, we've um, a few years back we went through some really hard things, mm-hmm. a lot of conflict, a lot of whatever um, that churches typically and sometimes will go through, and uh, that happened. It passed, and then we spent some time just kind of going okay well who are we going to be yeah. right and then that kind of maybe didn't pass but blossomed into okay we kind of know maybe where god is directing us what does it even look like to be that church right so that's been the past 2 years um, and then now, like if I had, 
I told one of our elders the other day, if I had kind of a vision for just 2020, right, and where I hope that we're going to be, is now we're kind of at a place where a lot of that stuff is behind us, right? And so 2020 is going to be about, let's just be excited again, right, about being a church, being a family, uh, loving on one another, um, embracing mission as we learn more about that. And so right now, we're learning about, uh, we're learning what it looks like to multiply instead of add in the sense that disciples need to understand that they need to be making disciples. Right. And what does that look like? Um, but yeah, well, I think, I think it'll be a natural step when, when we are doing better with that, when we have a better grip on it, Mm -hmm. um, to move toward church planning. Yeah. Well, I think that what you said is really important, like to, 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 as you're going through all of these, steps enjoy the victories for a minute and be like hey let's just breathe and be excited about the fact that hey mm-hmm. this is where we're at and not like rush onto the next thing because i mean it'd be really easy to do that and then end up in the same spot you already were and then lose yeah. all of the ground that you had to begin with but um awesome yeah so one of the things too along with that so i mean obviously that's in the future but let's talk about in general obviously we're um I mean, we're, we're giraffes talking about how to swim like dolphins here. Cause neither, neither one of us, have, <laughs> neither, neither one of us have planted a church, but I mean, obviously there are things we can see out in that, that sphere um, that are just obvious. So I think one of the two, the two biggest ones, for example, that I see are, are mega churches planting campuses and then that mega church pastor being the one that all the campuses see. Um, and then there are the, the, there's the other side of the model, which is uh, churches that get to a point that they say, look, when we are here at this number we're, or this, this, this you know, stage of where we're at, mm-hmm. we're going to de- be deliberate to, to split off. And I mean, I'll just put my cards on the table here. I think anybody that knows me knows this, but obviously the second one I think is better because what, what can happen and what we've seen happen, to be frank, is that when uh, megachurches are simply planning other campuses, it can easily become a, a cult of personality for I'm coming because this is the style yeah. uh, that I know, this is the pastor that I like, and I attend you know, X church that everybody knows about. Um, now, I'm not saying that they don't, they, the positive to that is you're so big, you can provide everything. Like you have millions of dollars of budget. Um, but, I mean, what are millions of dollars worth of budget if you're not like focusing on the core essentials? I mean, I'm not saying they don't. <laughs> I'm just saying that the idea here is that we're supposed to be the body and it's really hard to be the big toe when you're all the way down and you're, you know, you're focusing on this one person. And we've seen in the past, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but there are, uh, we were talking about the elephant room the other day uh, mm-hmm. and half of the pastors that were on that first <laughs> elephant room aren't pastors anymore. Um, I mean, not quite half, but three of them that I know of. Mm-hmm. aren't pastors anymore and they were all part of this these huge churches that i'm not saying their whole culture was built around their personality but i can tell you when they left those churches shrunk so um it's one of those things that you you go okay what's the healthy way to do this and as a church when we you know what would be better for us to plant another campus for our church's name or our pastor's name or what would be better to plant a totally different church um that very well may, this is where they see the positive of it. So somebody might not go to your church because they don't like that you, like we mentioned in the last episode, you put tables in the sanctuary one day. So they might not go there. 
but you plant a church down the road and they go there just because in their head they have association with your name your church that it's this thing and they don't want anything to do with that but they do go to this other church because maybe it is a little bit different i mean all of us are different as individuals so how you preach isn't going to be how i preach and mm -hmm. it might attract different people so i think the positive side of that is like look let's let's be the body together but i don't need a huge figurehead that maybe distracts me from Jesus, that's a lot of thoughts all in one, but there you go. That's my, that's my input on it. Yeah. Well, uh, that should do it. Uh, thanks for watching. No. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. This is just something I, that I thought about when um, uh, you were talking. So what um, I've said previously that I um, was kind of a worship leader uh, for a while and, and then at the same time, kind of elder of worship, which means kind of like I oversaw the whole thing. And that's still true, but we're really in the process now of, of turning that over to them, uh, the, the leaders that we have in place now and me stepping back so that I'm here if you need me kind of a thing, but you just do your thing, right? Run this thing. Um, and I think that that uh, is the same thing to some degree. Like uh, I don't, I, let's just uh, let's just say God really blesses this church and uh, and we are growing like crazy right I don't I don't want to build on I don't want to have other campuses or whatever that looks like uh, for me the first thing that's going to pop into my head is church plant period like another autonomous church plant if if in your context that looks like we're going to do another campus and then transition them into a church plant. That's, that's fine. I think so. Uh, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our church building is uh, an old church building and then a huge add on. And where we meet on Sunday morning now is actually a big carpeted gymnasium almost. Right. Um, and uh, if I were here, that was like 20 years ago. Right. But if I were here during that, I would have struggled with that build on um, probably not 20 years ago. Cause I was really, really stupid then <laughs> build uh, it, and, build and it. <laughs> you know, 20 years from now, I'm going to look at this podcast and be like, huh? Well, I was really stupid then, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but, but it's, it, it's kind of, um, you know, I don't want to get bigger necessarily as much as I want to, I want us to uh, spread the word, right? To, to multiply it like we're talking about. Um, another thing that popped into my head is that as you're growing, no matter what that looks like for you, no matter what the model is, there, there are a couple of different avenues that um, I see happen within churches. And this is not the same thing we're talking about, but it, it's uh, a close brother or sister to it, right? Um, and when, uh, like, an Elevation Church, and I'm not going to say anybody's wrong or right. That's why I'm not, I'm okay with using names of churches. Elevation Church, right? Um, uh, probably Andy Stanley's, I don't know what it's called, North Point or something like that, uh, is probably the same kind of thing. But it's very much like you go out, um, it seems to me like it, that it's a yeah. church that says you go out, bring them here. They will hear the gospel and uh, stay 
kind of a, I mean, that's mm-hmm. really rough and I'm missing a lot, but that's kind of the gist, right? If yeah, I think a, that's been uh, verbally said a few times. Yeah, I mean, if there's no, a I've napkin heard. model that you can write on a napkin, that's kind of what it would be like. Um, I don't know, you know who Jeff Vanderstelt is? No, I have no idea. Okay, learn it. Um, he, so, <laughs> hey, the, the, so write it down. This is the guy that informs a lot of what we've done here and what I'm doing yeah. now, right, in leadership. And uh, he actually took over when uh, Driscoll and the whole Mars Hill thing happened. Okay. He uh, came and replanted Bellevue. Okay. He's, okay. The, he's kind of the, the pastor there. He wouldn't call himself that. He's an elder that teaches and gets paid, right? But, um, but they are very much of the mindset, kind of like what, what um, I hope the direction that we're going in that you come uh, hopefully tired from working all week for the kingdom you get rejuvenated by Sunday. We're a family worshiping. That's why we call it a worship gathering, the gathering of mm-hmm. the people. We're not here to serve you. We're not worshiping to please you or to entertain you. It is about him, right? And mm-hmm. us uh, rehearing the gospel again and then getting rejuvenated yeah. from that. And then you get sent out in missional communities, right? So um, we still have some small groups um, that, is a thing. We have a women's Bible study that's starting after the first of the year. My wife is leading it, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not against that. But what tends to happen with those types of things is you have people who, a small group of folks who come together, learn more information and don't leave changing, right? Um, there's not a, okay, go and now do this, right? Yeah, you got more head a lot of it's, no yeah, application. yeah. So the idea of, of missional community is it's not, it's just, it's not just a name change as much as it's, uh, it's, it's a redefining of, of what a small group is supposed to be. So yeah, you're learning this stuff. Now let's make sure we're not just learning it to learn something. And what are you, what are actions that you're going to do this week because of what you learned here? Right. Um, it's, it's very much, you go out and be missionaries. You go out and be the witnesses for Christ and for what he's done for you in your life. And then, you know, people will eventually come to church. Gotcha. So uh, I think that's a good kind of uh, transition segue into this next part. So let's say that um, somebody had a lot of time on their hands. and They've listened to all of these episodes <laughs> and, and <laughs> they go, okay, so I, I see what you guys are saying. Definitely got me thinking, which great. Cause that was kind of the point of this whole, this whole month of podcast here, but let's say they're saying, okay, I see that things need to be refocused. I see that, you know, um, obviously, you know, maybe we need to focus more on prayer and we need to rethink our ministries, but how do I, as a lay person, so let's just say they're, I mean, this particular scenario, they're not in leadership. They just attend this church. They are part of the body, but how do you think they should go approach their leadership and say, Hey guys, I've gotten this, you know, thinking these thoughts, uh, wondering kind of your take on it. Like I know how I would do it. I've done it before, but I'd like to see from like your perspective you know, as a pastor, you know, um, kind of maybe the ways that this has been done or what would be most helpful because I know sometimes in leadership, I know when I was a youth pastor, for example, somebody came to me sometimes I was a little too prideful. I was like, no, we're not doing that just because I don't want to do that. I was again, very immature in some of these instances, but how do you think somebody should best approach that given um, that somebody's obviously going to have some questions and want to approach it, but maybe not know how to do it. Leave the church. (laughs) 
Okay, there you go, folks. Thank you for listening to the Battle of the Podcast. No, don't do that. That was just a joke. Uh, in fact, we should that should probably be a podcast at some point. Like, at what point is that okay? Because we grew up and it was like trading yeah. cards. That's you know? a good point. I, I think crazy. we've we've, we've uh, discovered some of next month's uh, episodes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, no, but we uh, so that's a good question, and I don't I don't think that there's a black and white answer for mm-hmm. it. First totally of all, agree. you know I think um, it's going to be situational. It's going to be contextual. It's going to depend on who your leaders are, their personalities. You know. Um, some of uh, I'll not be too open about it, but some of what happened over three years ago or so uh, that happened because of what we're talking about, right? Because of some changes that literally, I mean, it was like, we need to start doing this differently and that differently and rethinking things a little bit, or um, we're going to slowly die, right? As a church. And, um, that wasn't all of it, but, but that was a part of it. And, um, I think that it's a hard question to answer because, because yeah, every context how, is yeah. different, mm-hmm. but I, but I will say that it, it, uh, for us, like if you, if I get approached, for instance, um, it's going to be different than if, uh, part of the premise of the question and of what we're talking about is there's a church that is not doing some of these, these things, maybe mm-hmm. not willing to change or not willing to even, not even uh, understanding that maybe they should look at yeah. some things that need to be changed. Um, and so that being the premise, I can't identify completely with it because like I'm all about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to have to like guard against people coming to me and saying, can we change this? And my answer would be, no, because the gospel is different then, right? Like that, we would be more on that line than, than the opposite at this point. But, um, but I would say like, well, let's go, let's yeah, go with go this ahead. then. So obviously change is happening. So let's talk about how that change happened. So, uh, before we get into that, so for example, anytime I've approached, I'm looking more of the an umbrella approach. Like, so anytime I've had to address something, I've come to them and like, look, I'm not like trying to start a fight. I'm not like trying to wrestle your feathers. I'm just saying like, so I just need you to explain to me like, so this is what we see biblically and this is what we're doing. Just show me the dots, like show me the line, like Mm -hmm. the A to B. Um, And in every case they've been able to do that. It's just that a lot of the time the why hasn't been like spoken. And I think for me, I haven't always done that humbly. Sometimes I've come up, especially, especially, uh, especially when I, I mean, we're talking six, seven years ago, uh, when I wasn't, you know, getting older really chills you out a little bit. So when I wasn't so chill, um, what often would happen is I just jumped the gun, which to my detriment in some, in some cases, but like, I think it's important if you see something like this and you go, look, we're not doing this, not to approach it in a way that says, Hey, I'm totally right. A hundred percent of the time we're doing it wrong. And if you don't change it, I'm you know, going somewhere else, but mm-hmm. other rather saying, look, I'm just kind of humbly approaching this because if you're the pastor, I'm submitting to your authority saying, look, I just want to know the why, like how do these connect? So uh, with that kind of in mind, how did those changes start to happen? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, okay. So we, we, um, we had 
uh, like if someone wanted to come to me right now and do this, um, it, it would change trying to figure out how to word what I want to say. Like some of, some of the changes that have happened here have been, uh, because one, okay. First rule it, it's slow right? I mean, that's, you have to come at it like, like our elder team does when we come together as men and say, here's, here's an idea that I have, or I'm seeing this. Uh, why do we do that? Or would it make more sense to do this? Or what, at, first of all, you have to come at it with it from the standpoint that like, okay, this is a thing that I have that I'm thinking about, but mm-hmm. if I, I'm not holding it closed fisted, right? Like I'm, I'm willing to, to hear you out. Yeah. And I think that, so the reason I say that is because the first thing that you said is uh, that, that you would come to them and say, listen, I'm not trying to start a fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, where we're at now, I had to kind of think back because that's foreign to me now. Right. Oh, gotcha. mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now like we have to teach people, no, 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 you don't have to worry about starting a fight because we want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear your ideas. We want to hear, um, the the things that you think maybe should be changed or whatever and if it's um uh so there have been people come up uh to us struggling because uh communion right for instance so we live in a very heavily lutheran catholic oh wow okay. area right mm-hmm. so there are lots of lutherans lots of catholics both um doctrinally are obviously way different on communion yeah. uh not transubstantiation all that stuff but but um, the they're both very traditional and liturgical, right? Yeah, and how yeah. they do that kind of thing. And because there are people in our church that are, that have that background, how we do communion is more important to them than than it is in Scripture, even yeah, like the form of how, of how you do yeah, it, right? How they know it. Yeah. And so we've had people come up and say, why are the um, elements of communion not up in the front of the church? Right. Because that's how they've done it for a long time. And we've had to tell them uh, such and such a reason. Right. This is kind of why we we do. And and we don't do it a certain way each time. We kind of leave it to whoever's leading communion. That's another thing not the, the pastor is not the only person that leads in communion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, uh, you, you like any other thing that could be, uh, that could in, begin conflict. Mm-hmm. You come at it with an open hand, you come at it humbly, not thinking, well, I can't believe they're doing this, you know, knock it off. If it's like heretical, obviously it's a little bit different than, yeah. you know, uh, a minor change or why are we doing things this way? Then it becomes a, wow. Hey, we need to talk. Right. Yeah, but well, it's a whole, yeah, it's a whole different yeah. playing ground there. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. Good deal. Well, and I think that's the important thing. Like you said, like, I mean, you make great, bring up a great point. Like it can go the opposite direction too, depending on the church's history where people don't want to even say anything because maybe they're scared to death to yeah. say anything. So like I said, I mean, that's a great, dichotomy there where sometimes somebody maybe you have a thousand different people at your door but in a totally different church context because of whatever nobody's mm-hmm. everybody's scared to say anything and then you're kind of left with 
having to beg, Hey, what, what can we do? What can we do different? So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that the people that actually enjoy, um, conflict and argument are actually pretty few, right? Mm-hmm. Like people go out of their way to start up, to, yeah. to not get into an argument or not confront things. And so, uh, you, you're kind of left with, um, well, I'll just, I just won't say anything. And until I'm frustrated enough that now it is, you a know, a big issue. deal yeah. and, or now I just quietly leave. Mm-hmm. I think that church. happens quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, man, just talk to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it right. Like that's, that's actually pretty rare in mm-hmm. the church world that a, a lot of, a lot of leadership just doesn't want to hear you right? Like this is the way we've done it forever or this is the way we're going to do it. Yeah. Regardless. Period. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. So great, great input there. So um, hopefully that's helpful to a nice little bookend junk drawer episode to uh, the entire thing. In case you didn't know, and you're just watching this episode now or listening to this episode now, uh, there's are, there, there are four previous episodes to this one about church leadership, church structure, how that all things. So go back and listen to those as well. Um, hopefully you found this helpful just in general about, uh, obviously we are not church planners. I need to put that caveat in there again. We are not church planners, but um, obviously there are healthy biblical ways to multiply churches. And uh, we just want to look at those and say, Hey, what, you know, not that one way is more, you know, is, is the best, but maybe one way is more, um, how would you say it? More, more flowing, more. I mean, it's just naturally comes out of it, uh, of, of the body discipling other mm-hmm. disciples. So yeah, that would be the hope in that. So thank you guys for um, listening and make sure you leave a five-star review and tell us how awesome we are because our egos, our egos are very fragile and I cry myself at sleep at night if you don't leave a good review. Yeah. I'm actually in the fetal position right now. You just can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> so go ahead and leave those reviews and those comments we appreciate it thank you uh and then make sure you uh tune in next month uh in case you have not picked up on how we do this each month will be a uh, a topic and we'll kind of go through those each week so that is kind of how this podcast will flow in case you haven't picked up on that yet so thank you guys for subscribing and leaving comments and leaving uh ratings we very much appreciate it we'll talk to you next month on a a totally different set of topics. Have a great day.